0: Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Motivate Podcast Show. I am your host, Rich Wall Street-Williamson here at the Motivate Podcast Show. Friend, we always say less, but we definitely, definitely want to believe for more. I want to continue this conversation that we've been having in and around this top the topic of about having progress, making progress, whether that's in your personal life, uh, business life, uh, other arenas, how to have this how to experience progress in life. A lot of times when we think of progress, um, you know, I I know for myself, when I think of progress, remember back in school, we had what we refer to as uh, progress reports. How many remember those uh, progress reports, right? And and so we had to... at the end of the quarter, at the end of a marking period, etc. It's a progress report where we checked in to see how we were doing as a benchmark as a measure. One of the things I determined I have discovered about progress report is the progress report doesn't always necessarily tell or show it, doesn't necessarily tell the whole story, doesn't necessarily show the whole picture. It doesn't tell the whole story, doesn't show the whole picture. And so what I've learned to do professionally is I, I mean use progress reports as a Bench barometer measuring, but it's it it's not in correct. It's just incomplete, and and I hope uh, that's making sense to you. So as we go on this idea of progress, what is progress to me? Um, when I think about progress, you know, perf- our performance is a prophecy of the way that we practice. Sometimes, right? Our performance is. Uh, is a can be a prophecy of the way uh, that we practice. So what's going on? Now there are other things again that's connected with that, but for for most part like when I play basketball as an example and I share this on uh, other podcasts uh, is that when I played basketball, I had determined in my mind, I made a decision in my mind that no one was going to have a higher shooting percentage on the team than me. No one was going to have a higher percentage shot on the team more than me. So how did I achieve that? And eventually at the end of the year, at the end of the season, when we looked at the stats, I had the highest shot percentage and free free throw percentage on the team. That wasn't a coincidence. It was intentional and it was on purpose. And one thing I remember doing was I would go to the local court the playground, whatever you want to refer to it as. And i get there early before anyone else, and I would just shoot free throw after free throw after free throw. I would practice the 12-foot jump shot, the 10-foot jump shot, the 8-foot jump shot, and the layup. Because of my position, I was a power forward, and and in some cases, you could slide me into that center position. Uh, And by the way, I played center. There was was a, a time where... I did play center. Now, I'm 6'1". Today, I'm 6'1". I weigh about 209 pounds, 208 somewhere in that, in that neighborhood. But back when I played basketball, I was 6'1", and I paid, and I weighed somewhere around 165, 170 pounds. So we're talking about 35 or so pounds lighter than I am today. Uh, but I was very tenacious as it relates to playing. And so uh, you could slide me into that center position. But here's the point that I'm making free throw after free throw after free, free throw, get there early, take shot, jump shot after jump shot, after jump shot, after jump shot, because I had a set of goal and I wanted to have some level of progress, right. Or forward movement. I wanted to make headway towards a certain destination and or a goal. And so this thought on, on, on progress man. I'm telling you that proper, listen, check this out. Proper preparation for practice leads to productive performance. Proper preparation for practice leads to a productive productive performance. Now, I'm talking in, in this content about sports, but it's the same way in life. Proper preparation for the practice leads to productive or great performance. Any area, you can use that thought in any area of our lives. You can use it in any area of our lives. You can use it in your personal life. Now, how would I, in a personal life, mean, just use me. And let me use uh, my relationship. You know, my wife and I, If you've been seeing some of the posts, some of the things that I've shared. Uh, my wife and I, we've been married. 33 and a half years. Matter of fact, we've been together for 35 and a half years and we're going to celebrate 34 years of marriage in September. And, you know, there were some tough times and challenges. Now that that's another conversation. I'll I'll wait to, I'll have her on um, every once in a while. You know, my wife joins me on the podcast. Um, I'll have her on. We'll talk about some of the tough times some of the challenging times, right? But for now, I want you to understand the person asking the question. Okay, so you say uh, proper preparation for practice leads to productive performance. How do I use that for my personal relationship? Listen, understand this, that your relationship, and I'm talking, now I'm speaking specifically husband and wife. You take this and use it on whatever plane you want to use it for. I'm speaking now specifically husband and wife how do I practice? How do I prepare, right? How do I prepare for my practice with my bride, with my spouse, so that I can have productive performance? And I'm not talking about productive performance in the bedroom. That's another conversation. Maybe that's the Friday night (laughs) podcast. But understand this, man, that you know, look at the relationship that you have. What value do you place on that relationship? What value do you place on that individual? And and what information are you getting? Are you reading books on how to have a successful relationship? Are you are you watching videos? Are you tuned into podcasts that talks about, here's some podcasts that you can consider, our, um, uh, Dr. R.A. and Victory Vernon. Uh, you can watch their podcast. You can look at, uh pastor jimmy evans as an example he he's a uh has uh, does a podcast has a, a youtube channel uh devoted specifically to relationships right so i mean the resources are out there but what kind of resources are you are you looking for are you pursuing so that you can have the relationship that you want to have right so 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 in my relationship with my wife, like for example, we had a conversation a long time ago about intimacy because there is a difference. I can say this, I believe, on this podcast. There is a difference between intimacy and sex. There is a difference, friend. Oh yeah, there's a difference between see, intimacy and sex don't necessarily they're not they're not necessarily the same thing now intimacy leads to sex intimacy is involved in sex now people like some people say i'm making love what do you mean you're making love no bro you're having sex <laughs> right uh, you know i hope i can say this if, if not you know just go ahead and censor. it out go and flip to another channel it's okay i, I you know I, i'm good with that i'm, I'm confident i'm i'm securing that but so i had to read information this is the point that i'm saying like when, it, when we had the conversation about intimacy her and i had came together had a conversation about inter- intimacy what it looked like see listen men understand this that you are a microwave and your wife is a crock pot men are microwaves now this is a general broad statement i know someone's going to hear this a man's going to hear this and may feel a certain way and a woman's going to hear this she may feel a certain way and, and listen this is a conversation right so so men are microwaves men are crock pot men are like microwaves you want <laughs> That crock pot, you put the meat in, you put the potatoes in, you put the carrots in, you put the gravy in, and you let that thing stew simmer all day, right? And so one of the things as it relates to intimacy, yeah, I know I'm going to get some comments on that. I already know. I already know that there's going to be some comments on that, but that's okay. I'm comfortable with that. And I'm checking now just just in case. Let me let me just, I don't see anything so far, <laughs> right? But here's the point I'm making when I say um, when I talk about proper preparation uh, for your practice, uh, preparation, having the proper preparation for practice leads to productive performance is getting the information. That's really what I'm telling you. Get the information on how to have, it. you know, we read a, a book by Dr. Gray, men are from Venus, women are from Mars. We looked at uh, information on five love languages. What are my love languages? What are her love language? And we had a conversation about it. You know, one time I got my wife a uh, hat, scarf, and glove. It was really nice, too. I got her a hat, scarf, scarf, and glove uh, combo set for Kristen. I felt really good about it. Went out, shopped around, shopped around, spent an hour or two finally looking for a perfect gift, found a really nice, invested some money in it, gave it to her. She unwrapped it. She said, oh, this is nice. It wasn't the response I was expecting. So we had a conversation about that. She said, "This is nice, but you know what I really like here. Here are the type of gifts, ding, 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 brother." She was telling me what I what she wanted. Here are the type of gifts that, right? And so I understood that one of her quality times is 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 uh, one of her love languages is quality time. I know it. Sometimes I come in from work because I'm I'm up early. I get up early. Uh, I I have my workout. I do different things, and then I go to work. Right. And so when I get in from work, I oftentimes um, energy level isn't as high as it needs to be. My conversation level isn't as high because I talk all day. But she said, hey, hon, let's go for a walk. And my wife goes for a brisk walk and they're like two miles minimum. <laughs> but that's her time. She loves going for a walk. So I go for a walk because love language quality time. So what's the point of all of this is investing in your relationship, getting the information. What does he or she like and communicate and get that information? Because progress is development. Progress is having headway. It's advancement. Now, again, I'm talking about, you know, is is looking at performance. When I say performance or game time, I'm talking about business, right? But it happens in life. Game time is with your children. What type of parent are you? Do you listen to what your son or daughter is really saying? And and I, I don't mean if they're even they're two years old, three years old, or 30 years old. Are you listening? See, friend, understand that meaning, meanings aren't in words, they're in people. So people can say one thing and mean something else. Understand these. I'm just hitting you with some tips, man, because this is about making having progress, right? This is about having small movement, which is better than having no movements at all. Small movements is better than having no movements at all. When I say that practice is a prophecy, what is is what? What is prophecy? It's a prediction, right? Prophecy is a prediction of something to come. Prophecy is a prediction of something to come that's what it is friend it's a prediction of something to come so listen show me your habits and i can predict your future when the alarm goes off goes off in the morning do you hit the snooze multiple times before getting up listen man listen 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 Let's just can we just be honest and stop lying to ourselves if you don't want to get up at 5 30 in the morning stop setting the alarm clock to go off at 5 30 if you really want to get up at 5 45. do you realize subconsciously we are training ourselves to delay our actions subconsciously you and i we're, we are training ourselves to delay actions when the alarm clock goes off at 5 30 and we hit the snooze multiple times times and we get up at 5 45. now people won't look at it this way but we are breaking internal promises to ourselves when we do that we are breaking internal promises to ourselves when we do that now i don't know of anyone who is intentional about breaking promises it's just they, listen they get up in the morning And they say, I am going to break promises to as many people as possible, including myself today. Listen, I'm coming out the gates fire and both barrels loaded because I'm telling you, I am committed to the idea. I'm committed to the idea. So so and and, and I shared a video um, where where. um, um, I forgot his name for a minute. (laughs) deon sanders deon sanders where deon sanders was talking about practice right because it's important practice now when now just because you and i begin we start the journey of practicing maybe the results might not necessarily be there but let me tell you something friend don't stop practicing as a matter of fact let's check out this um Let's check out this motivational excerpt from when Deion Sanders, if you don't know who Deion Sanders is, he's referred to as Showtime. He was a uh, a defensive backer safety, I'm not sure, for the Dallas Cowboys. He now is a college coach, but he's talking about practice. Let's check it out. My my top plays happened in Fort Myers, Florida, when none of you knew anything about me. My top plays happened when there was no camera there. See, those are the plays you just caught on camera. Those weren't my top plays, because I practiced like I played, so when I played, it would be practice. <laughs> yeah, you, you were supposed to clap right there, because that was straight that. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, get up to practice place. So there's somebody out there right now, the light ain't on you, but keep making plays. Nobody's talking about you, but keep making plays, right? I know your sales numbers aren't where your friend is, but keep making plays. I, I know nobody's talking about you and you're not on the leaderboard right now, but baby, keep making plays. Keep making plays. Keep making plays. you're not on a sales board yet like your friend is, but he said, keep making plays. Powerful. Think about this. Deion Sanders said that his best plays were at practice because he practiced the way he played and he played the way that he practiced. He didn't make a distinction. So are you going all out at your practice? What is practice? Practice, friend, it is um, to perform, an act uh, an activity practice to perform an activity or exercise a skill repeatedly or regular, regularly in order to improve or maintain one's proficiency practice to perform an activity or exercise repeatedly to perform an activity or exercise repeatedly why don't people practice at the level of their desire people desire to have a level of performance they desire to to be at the top They desire they want to have a better relationship a better marriage be a better husband a better better father better wife better mother better employee etc right what separates the, the desire and the intensity for the practice as it relates to the as it relates to the vision and goal or aspiration for the performance. And one of the things that I found and discovered that it is an issue about vision, not having the right vision. Understand this when you have right, when you have the right vision in place, when you see your success, you got to be your success. You got to see your success before you be your success. You got to see your success before you be your success. You have to, play it out, live it out on the canvas of your imagination. But one of the things that separates the intensity about practice as it relates to the performance is that there isn't a vision. The individuals don't have a vision. What's the vision for your wife? What's the vision for your husband? What's the vision for your marriage, your relationship? What vision do you have for your children? What vision do you have as an employee? What vision do you have for your business? Do everyone in your organization understand your vision? Now, I'm not talking about telling them what to do. I'm talking about, do they understand your vision? I'm not talking about what you want and how to go about it, but why do you want it? Why in the heck are you doing what you're doing? See, vision wakes you up with purpose. Vision provides direction. Vision creates ownership. Vision keeps you focused. Vision answers my why. And visions will create both a how and a what. Vision will create a how and a what vision friend. So people that aren't intense about practices because some cases, this is just my experience, is that the vision isn't in place. What is your vision? What do you want? Why do you want it? How do you plan to get about it? There's two things that happen as a result of vision. Number one, you can expect you can expect relief and support. The second thing is you should expect some resistance. You can expect some relief and support. And the second thing is you need to expect that there's going to be some resistance. See, people like to be comfortable. 90% of the people, 90% of the population want to live in what I refer to as a comfort zone. Inside the comfort zone, there's intimidation. Inside the comfort zone is fear. Inside the comfort comfort zone is hesitation. Inside the comfort zone is feelings of abandonment. Inside the comfort zone is feelings of embarrassment. Understand this, friend. Embarrassment is a choice. Outside of the comfort zone, it where real life happens, you when you live, when you get outside of the comfort, comfortable zone. So, in other words, what I'm suggesting to you is that you have to be uncomfortable with the idea, you have to be comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable. 85 or 90% of all successful people found their success. They found their vision. They found their mission. They found their purpose. They found their calls for action out of an unpleasant and an uncomfortable situation. Dr. Martin Luther King, we would have never heard or known about Dr. Martin Luther King if Dr. Martin, Martin Luther King wasn't looking at the injustice that was done to the African-American community. When he saw the injustice, he said, Someone needs to do something. And he said, I have a dream. If it wasn't for the uncomfortable, the unpleasant treatment of African Americans, right, in the black community back in the 50s, in the 60s, et cetera, we would have never known who Dr. Martin Luther King is. If it wasn't for the oppression of Muhammad Gandhi, right, of his people and his mission of peace and love. We wouldn't have never known Mother Teresa if it wasn't for unpleasant and injustices injustices, that she witnessed and saw and experienced the movement. 85 to 90% of all successful people, 85 to 90% of all substance of substantive changes will come from an unpleasant or uncomfortable situation. Frank, let me tell you something about me. Years ago, my wife and I experienced some financial hardship. I'll never forget my son, who's 31 now. At the time, he was like two, two, three years old. So I'm talking about 27, 28 years ago in our marriage. We were so strapped financially. That the only thing that we could basically afford for lunch and dinner was flavored oatmeal and or tuna noodle casserole because you can buy tuna fish in a can. They call it the chicken of the sea, <laughs> right? It was inexpensive to buy tuna in a can. To go to Giant's and buy a big no a big bag no brand uh, of of uh, noodles. Boil the noodles, make the I remember my wife made the tuna. I, I don't know how she did it. One day at dinner time, we were having flavored oatmeal. And my son looks at me and he says, Dad, and, th- and listen, the little dude was like, <laughs> he was like, I don't know, two or three two or three years old. He looked at me, he said, Dad, I hate oatmeal. Ah, oh, as a father, that was devastating. Here I am, a grown man, struggling to take care of my family, struggling to love my wife correctly, struggling to be a good employee. I wasn't making good money. I wasn't good with finances at the time, and my son said to me, Dad, I hate oatmeal. That was impacting to me, Fred. I don't know if you can hear the emotion. I still feel a certain way right now when I look back on that event. That was an unpleasant and uncomfortable situation for me. But it was during that time that I decided that I am going to never allow circumstances to predict and to determine my financial increase. I remember another impacting situation in my life when I was working in a manufacturing environment. I I was on um, a four year apprenticeship program, eight thousand hours to become a certified numerical control operator, CNC machinist. I would I was taking algebra. I took classes on trigonometry. I took beginners, intermediate, and advanced blueprint reading. I'm taking these classes. I had Department of Defense Clearance and Department of Energy Clearance because 90% of the work that we were working on were nuclear um attack summer, parts for nuclear attack submarines and Navy ships. So it was classified information, right? And I remember my boss pulling me into the office for an evaluation. I thought during that evaluation he was going to tell me the best thing since sliced bread. He said, Rich, you seem to be. Most incompetent person I ever met. I was devastated, friend. Devastated. I'm, I'm in my early 20s. I never really experienced that. I went home, man, and I sat on the basement steps of my ba- basement steps in my home. And I literally cried for an hour and a half, almost two hours. I've never had the ex- experience where I cried so much, my tear ducts literally ran dry. How how does that happen? You ever had that crowd in your whole body? (laughs) Your whole body just, (laughs) I'm a grown doggone man at the time, right? At least in my mind, I'm telling myself, but here I am devastated. And so when that job ended because of defensive contract was cut and they laid off a number of people, I went back, I decided I'm going back to school to get a degree in business administration. And when I went back, my first day back in school, I walk up to the chalkboard, and on the chalkboard, I write these words, information makes the difference between success and failure. I said, never again would anyone say that Rich was incompetent in his performance, incompetent on his job. And if I don't know something, it's not that I'm ignorant. I just don't know. I I don't have the right information but that impacted my life to today. I'm confident that no matter where I'm go, I will never allow money to control and dictate my decisions. And I will always be on top. I will always rise to the top and my confidence folks understand this. Let me make it perfectly clear that my confidence isn't in Richard Williams. For me, my confidence is in my Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. It is my faith in God that sustains me in no matter what arena and life I enter into. It is my confidence in God and his word that makes the difference. I read a scripture in 1 John 5, 14, 15. Man, I'm just really loaded coming out, real coming out the gate strong. First John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15 said, This is the confidence that we have in him, not in rich, in God in my lord and savior jesus christ glory to god this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to where he hears us. and the bible goes on to say that we have the petitions the things that we desire this is the confidence first john 514 first john 514 first john 514 this is the confidence that we have in him so my confidence isn't predicated upon my Degrees. My confidence isn't predicated upon what I know. My confidence isn't predicated by my boss or someone patting me on my back. My confidence is not predicated by my children saying, You're a good father. My confidence is solely in and on God and His word. But you know, when you have vision, you can expect relief or support, and you can expect there's going to be some resistance to the vision that you have. Understand this, friend that your vision isn't for everybody. Not everyone's gonna come behind you and line up and follow you. Good God, I Understand that, Frank, understand that. But if I want progress in life, if I want performance at game time in life, then there's a proper preparation for practice that's gonna to lead to me having productive or high performers. Man, listen, I, I don't know about you, but I got myself fired up. <laughs> I hope, friend, that you find value in this conversation. I'm your friend. I'm your boy, Rich Wall Street Williams on the Motivate Podcast Show. Man, remember, we always say less, but we definitely, definitely believe for more. I'll see you. Let's get it.